You're listening to Fantasy Frenemies, a new fantasy football podcast. Fantasy Frenemies. Fantasy Frenemies. the 28th of October and welcome back to a new edition of the Fantasy Frenemies podcast. Hope everyone had a great week. We do apologize for the delay. Blaze once again had a lot going on uh, last weekend and um, with the Browns Thursday night game and everything. So first we're going to start off with a recap of week seven and we're going to talk a little bit of fantasy and um, the biggest blowout of the week was Brian scoring his highest points ever and absolutely throttling me. So, Brian, I'd love to hear your take on um, beating me down. Uh, it was pretty good. My wide receivers all scored over 20 points. I have now, I now on my roster have five top 11 wide receivers this season and am two and five. Let's go. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it was, it was a really good game overall. Um, I think uh, my team is young, built for the future. I may not win the win the title this year, but uh I've got a solid foundation. And then uh Brandon ended Kevin's undefeated streak and kept himself undefeated. Yes, sir. Uh, beating Kevin by a hefty 30 points. So Brandon, yes, how did it feel to how did it feel to take down Kevin, who we all thought was gonna run the run the table here? I was very surprised because my entire team was on a bye week. So it was literally the B team that filled in and I was really shocked this morning when I looked at all the scores in the league and I noticed that I had outscored Brian by like 0.4. So I still was the highest scorer in the league despite Brian having Jamar Chase and Kyle Pitts, which... And Terry McLaurin and Debo Samuel (laughs) and DK Metcalf. (laughs) I think that's more dumb luck than anything because I picked up um, Devontae Booker who had like 10 total yards but got a touchdown. So he'd ended up respectfully. I started Damian Harris, who had his best game of the year. I started Dearness Johnson, who was like a top three back over the weekend. Like, I mean, I got kind of lucky with my waiver additions this week. But I, I didn't really need to get that lucky because Kevin's team was trash. He had Mike Davis that scored one point. <laughs> so that, that really helped me out. But, I mean, couldn't be happier to stay undefeated after having to start a completely new team this week. Yep, and then another game, Courtney um, snuck by uh, CJ with Alvin Kamara putting up a hefty almost 30 points last night, um, I guess on Monday night. And then Blaze uh, beat down Jalen, and Blaze, I think this might have been your highest scoring week of the season. I'm not entirely sure, but uh, 166 I think it was, points is quite a bit. It was either the highest or second highest, but it, it was it was a good one. My team actually did something, much to uh, Sam Darnold's challenge to bring me down as uh, much as possible i pushed through <laughs> Wait, and did you start sam darnold again 
Yes. Um, I we're just Why? gonna pretend that didn't happen. <laughs> After he was also my drop last week. Apparently, you, Blaze, who used do you want his Jalen hurts. Uh, no, I I have a quarterback now. Yeah. Apparently, Blaze. We'll get to later. Who's number? Who's who we said was the reach of the draft is fourth overall pick. Joe Burrow just loves riding the bench for some godforsaken reason. Technically, he's been riding my taxi squad. Okay, he's not even on but. the bench. He can't. <laughs> he, Isn't he he's like, he'll be starting from the, here on out. In the stands watching the game. I just, Sam Darnold's done this three weeks to me now. It took you three weeks to come to this conclusion? Well, I was going to drop him last week, and then he was against the Giants, who I think are a bad team. <laughs> and I was expecting him to do more than he did, but he, he's gone now. Bye. Well, there you heard it. So that's a little recap of the fantasy games from this weekend. So now we have some NFL storylines with a little bit of a Halloween twist to it here. We have the Titans hopped into the Chiefs' dreams and shredded them up, just like Freddy Krueger did in the Night on Elm Street movies. Um, the Titans, who we all thought were going to have a letdown game this week, um, they didn't. They held the Chiefs to three points, and we all thought the Titans' defense was bad. So I would just love to hear everyone's take. On the Titans, you know, destroying the Chiefs this past weekend. Blaze, let's start with you here, because you called this game, I believe. I did call this game. Um, the Chiefs are dead. I don't know if it's a Super Bowl hangover. I don't I don't know what's going on with them. Tyreek Hill's dropping passes. Patrick Mahomes' mom wants a rule change about that, so it doesn't look bad on Patrick Mahomes. I think the Madden curse is coming back and hitting him. He got lucky with it. Uh, the one was it two years ago, but this year it's it's hitting them hard, and I think it'll continue. I think this will just be a down year for them. That defense is, I think, ranked thirty second or thirty first in almost every single like defensive stat: yards allowed, points allowed, rushing and passing yards allowed, um, turnovers. Everything is just the bottom of the bottom with the Chiefs right now, and. Um, I, I don't think getting like seven and seven will, or not seven and seven anymore. What is it? Like seven and nine will benefit them. When I was think, it ever seven and seven? <laughs> I know. 1970? It's also yeah, nine. 1970. It's also seven and nine also. Seven and ten. Seven and ten. Um, why would I they go seven and ten and make the playoffs? You mean ten and seven? No, I mean just getting like a mid-round draft pick. Oh. They're not going like to go 7-10. No, but their their defense needs help. Uh, Brandon, what were your thoughts on this game? I mean, that game was really a, really a nightmare on Elm Street for the Chiefs. <laughs> um, like, nothing, nothing is going well for them at the moment. Their offense, despite having all the talent in the world, seems really discombobulated. Patrick Mahomes is not playing well. And when that the Chiefs' offense isn't playing well, they're not going anywhere because that defense can't stop anybody, as seen by the Titans dropping, what was it, 28 in the first half? 24 in the first half? 27. 27, not that half. That was close. That was in between those. In the middle. But it's, they don't, they're not playing complimentary football in the slightest. And normally, Patrick Mahomes, who is a generational talent, can dig you out of that. But right now, he's not playing well. And when your generational talent of a quarterback isn't playing well and your whole team depends on him, that's not very good for the outcome. But, I mean, it could be an offseason for the Chiefs. 
but you have to keep in mind like long term even Tom Brady had a had a 10 year span when he only went to two Super Bowls and lost them both over 10 years with the Patriots and we consider the, almost his entire time with the Patriots to be a dynasty so the Chiefs are bound to have off years they're not going to make it to the Super Bowl every year they're not going to make it to the AFC championship game every year so long term I still think they're good because Patrick Mahomes despite what he has done lately, is still really good, and Andy Reid's a great coach, but this season might just be a wash for them. Brian, do you have any different thoughts than what's been brought up so far? Um, I think the Chiefs still have a good shot to make the playoffs. Um, AFC's pretty jumbled. They have five division games left. They'll win at least three of them. They'll beat the Broncos twice. They'll probably beat the Raiders at least once, probably twice. Um... And, you know, the Chargers, second game against the Chargers, you never know what could happen. So I think we can't discount them. And if they make the playoffs, you never know what can happen. Patrick Mahomes is obviously a really great player. Um, one thing that I think is very interesting, um, and this is I, I was listening to um, PFF's podcast, their week in review. Right now, through the first seven weeks of the season, Patrick Mahomes actually has less turnover-worthy plays through seven weeks than he did through seven weeks last season. But the plays, there's 100% of the time those plays are actually turning into turnovers this season. So it's a bit of bad luck for Mahomes. um, Or he just has had good luck throughout his career for the first three years. Um, But... You know, they're not taking what the defenses are giving to them. He's trying to make up for a bad defense. Um, and I, I wouldn't say the defense was that terrible. I mean, they shut the Titans out in the second half <laughs> when the Titans were supposedly, you know, running the ball and Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry had 29 carries for 86 yards. Like, that's not good. That's Derrick Henry's worst game of the season. Um, he had a passing touchdown, though. He had a passing <laughs> touchdown. But, like, yeah. You'll give that up if you're like not letting Derrick Henry run the ball in. Um, that's going to happen eventually. But, um, you know, who do they play this week? They play the Giants this week. I don't expect them to lose to the Giants. Um, so they'll get back to 500 probably. Um, and then you've got, you know, a lot of the teams in the uh, AFC around that 500 mark are, are going to be competing for those wild card spots. So I think the Chiefs are still in it. The Chiefs do lose to the Giants, though. I think you officially hit that panic button. Oh yeah! If the if the um, Chiefs lose <laughs> to the Giants, then then you've got a big problem for this year, at least. Yes. So we've been talking about the Chiefs who aren't doing so well, but let's hop to the other side. The Bengals, who are like the Ghostbusters, taking down ghouls, goblins, uh, ravens, everybody. Um, the Ghostbusters are... take down ravens now. Who knew? Well, the Bengals took <laughs> down the ravens. Know, full on pest control. <laughs> Ghostbusters for the Ravens strike. But Blaze was the only one to call this game correctly as well. Blaze went 5-0 in picks last weekend just for um, everyone listening at home. So he's gotten himself back into the rankings. But Blaze, your Bengals are good. So I'd love to hear what you have to say about the Bengals. I mean, I think I can sum it up in a few short words. Who day, who day, who they think going to beat them Bengals? Nobody. That's all I got to say. All right, Brian, I'd love to hear a rebuttal to that. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, I'm going to talk a little bit more about the actual Why game. Why is this so cringy today? 
I don't know. Trevor Trevor decided to do a Halloween theme um, without asking what the theme should be. So we're just kind of let them go with these. Um, but anyway, so this Bengals Ravens game, um, people thought the Bengals have or the uh, Ravens have blown the Bengals out the last five games before this. Just just trounced them. Um, but the Bengals played them close. The Bengals defense is actually a lot better than I think some people give them credit for. Their run defense is really good. Um, and overall, they've just improved gradually um, over the last few years. And Joey, Joey, Joey Burrow, man, he's – I think he's really solidifying himself as a borderline top 10, if not top 10 quarterback. Um, he's in, behind a bad offensive line. I think he's like the best or second best quarterback against the Blitz this season which the Ravens do a lot, and he just completely diced them up. And then Jamar Chase um, is really, really uh, justifying that top five overall selection right now. He's probably the best rookie receiver. Well, he is the best rookie receiver through seven games all time. Uh, he's the most yards, I think, close to the most touchdowns or tied for the most touchdowns, but he's an absolute beast. Um, I'll talk about him a little bit later when we do our top soft and drops, but you know, the, the offense looks really good. Um, offensive line concerns are not necessarily there. It's still not a good offensive line, but it's definitely you can improve that in in subsequent drafts because you now have the rest of the offensive pieces kind of solidified for the next, you know, three to five years at least. So Bengals are a threat now. Brandon, any, any thoughts on this game and the Bengals? I... I think I'm just going to keep my mouth shut on the Bengals for the rest of the year. <laughs> Every time I doubt them, they go blow somebody out and make me feel bad. I just remember the uh, the Broncos-Bengals discussion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. who said the, okay, who was saying the Broncos were better? Oh, that was me. That was Brandon, because me and Blaze were on the, we were like, Bengals. And Brandon was like, what? You guys are high right now. <laughs> oh yeah, I was yeah. the I was the neutral third party in that. I I, yes. I I thought the Bengals were all right. I didn't know if they would be this good. Yeah, yeah that was not a good look. Possibly the most wrong I have ever been. <laughs> but I mean, they're they're playing really well. That's all you can really say. The Ravens were due for somewhat of a letdown game because they played emotional game after emotional game after emotional game. This might have been it, but I mean. In the second half, the Bengals just beat them all around the field. Like, there's no no real excuse for that. I was I was really worried about Joe Burrow coming into this year because if you looked at his his passing stats from last year, he had one completion over 20 yards the entire season, and his downfield accuracy was awful. Turns out all he needed was Jamar Chase because now <laughs> they just throw deep ball after deep ball, and it's only Jamar Chase and then to C.J. Uzma or whatever their, their tight ends. Sure, him too. Whatever their tight end's name is, he's just he's slinging the ball over the field, and then when they want to, they can still run it with Mixon. He's been pretty effective this year, and their defense, like Brian said, is is pretty solid and better than people people give them credit for. So I mean, they might be the most well rounded team in the AFC, just top to bottom. Because I mean, the Chargers' defense is pretty shoddy at times. Mm-hmm. Ravens, I would still give that to Buffalo. Oh yeah, I forgot about Buffalo. Second most well rounded. <laughs> <team. laughs> there you go. Uh, I would also say the Ravens um, may not be quite as good as we thought they were. Um, they should have lost to Detroit. Uh, they probably should have lost to the Chiefs besides a bad fumble uh, late in the game. 
the Colts game, they were down by double digits in the fourth quarter. Um, Lamar Jackson heroically brought them back. Um, they've won a lot of close games and, you know, they beat the Chargers and we'll give them all the credit in the world. They just beat the brakes off the Chargers. But, you know, it's not, they weren't necessarily like head and shoulders above the rest of the AFC like, you know, maybe they thought they might be coming into the game. Um, so the AFC top like one through eight right now is pretty similar um, in terms of the caliber of teams. They're all good teams. They all have some sort of flaw or some sort of issue they're dealing with. And it's going to be really interesting to see how the playoff matchup uh, goes and, and what teams are actually going to beat each other in the playoffs. Because right now, they're, everybody in the AFC is just cannibalizing each other. They're just beating each other and dropping records. Yeah, it's all jumbled up there in the middle. Um, I'm going to combine our next two points because they kind of combined. So there were blowouts galore um, this weekend. And the one that we're going to hit on here was the the Bad News Bears. The Bucks defense was playing games with Justin Fields, just like in the movie Saw. <laughs> And I would love to hear uh, Blaze that a stretch. That, hey, it, <laughs> playing games, whatever. Um, Blaze, do you think that this is more about how good the Bucks defense is, or just how bad the Bears offense is? I wouldn't even say it's how bad Matt Nagy is. <laughs> Matt Nagy sucks, and I don't know how he still has a job. I and Justin Fields. Like, he's a rookie quarterback, so he's going to make mistakes and everything. Some of the things just aren't his fault, though, that's happened to him. If he has .2 seconds to throw the ball before he gets pummeled. And after you take a couple of those hits, you're going to fumble the ball a couple times. Some of the picks... Possibly. If you're a rookie quarterback. (laughs) um, They're just not setting him up for success. Uh, especially with um, Montgomery and whoever they're, I don't know if they're backup played Williams. I think their running yeah, game's actually played. been pretty. Khalil Herbert I mean, had a hundred. Was the only hundred yard rusher this year against the Bucks. Oh, they ran the ball pretty well. That's they true. just could not do anything in the passing game. No, not at all. Yeah, I think they're just not setting Justin up for success. They're doing the uh, the Jets treatment on him, where they draft a quarterback and then kill him. Kind of like what the Jets just did last week in record time in seven weeks. Uh, Zach Wilson's out with that PCL injury. Woo-hoo. But John um, Blacko. Brandon, I know you had some thoughts that you were texting me about Sunday during this game, and I'd love for you to share some of them or, or give us your thoughts here. Yeah. It's like Blaze said, Matt Nagy is not calling a very good offense at the moment, but I think there is larger issues at play with Justin Fields. As as an avid Ohio State fan, I watch basically every single game Ohio um Justin Fields played at Ohio State. And my biggest concern is that when he is under pressure, he does not read defenses fast enough and gets flustered very, very quickly when when people blitz. And you saw that time and time again against the Buccaneers. As soon as he had pressure on him, he was he had no idea what to do. And like if you watch the the Indiana game last year for Ohio State, Justin Fields threw probably three of the worst interceptions I have ever seen a quarterback throw in my life just because he was getting pressured and tried to do too much. And that was a very common theme over his time at Ohio State. That's why I thought him and Mac Jones were a very similar like draft position coming into this year. I, I would have taken Zach Wilson over him as well. I He has all the physical traits in the world, but there just seems to be some disconnect mentally in terms of just like decision-making and, and handling pressure. 
Because, I mean, if you if you give him time to throw, he can make every single throw. But he doesn't seem to use his legs as much as maybe he should, even though he's super fast. He's built like Cam Newton. He has very, very few rushing yards, much less rushing yards than Taylor Heineke, who feels obviously more athletic than. It's just there's a lot of issues that I don't know if they can be fixed by coaching. It seems to be like almost like a Baker Mayfield-esque thing where he has to have great protection. He has to have a great O-line. He has to have a great running game. He has to have good receivers. He has to have a good scheme for it to all work. It's I mean, you can't rush to conclusions. He's only played in five games now, roughly. So there's a lot of time. Things can change, but it's not, not looking too promising for his future. Yeah, so um, Brian, I'll, I'll let you talk about this for a little bit as well if you want. But I also want you to touch on how there were so many blowouts this weekend. You had the Giants destroy the Panthers, uh, like we already talked about. The Titans destroy the Chiefs. Uh, Cardinals throttled the Texans. Uh, there was a couple other games that were just not. A, it was not a good weekend of games, and I, you know, we're hoping to get a better weekend next weekend. But what is up with the NFL this year? Why have there been so many blowouts? Yeah, I'm glad you got you let me talk about that. Um, <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Um, there are a lot of – I think the gap between the good teams and the bad teams is big. Um, there are a lot of bad teams. And I don't think that's necessarily like there's a lot of bad quarterbacks. There's a lot of young quarterbacks. Um, but there's a lot of teams that are like haves and have-nots. Um, just don't have the either the roster or the quarterback or the coaching to compete with some of the other good teams. Um so I think yeah when you when you put those two those um, bad and good teams together you're you're bound to get some blowouts um, and then I think when you put two bad teams together like Carolina the Giants two not so great teams Patriots and the Jets Patriots are all right but like two not not like top tier teams one of those teams is going to come and play. The other one is going to continue to be bad. And that is also a recipe for a blowout. Um, all I'm I'm happy that usually it's not in the primetime games. I know the Bears-Bucks game was kind of primetime. I mean, the, the Jim Nance and Tony Romo um, lost um, pretty much everything they, they needed to say after the first quarter. Um, and then just started to troll Bears fans for the entire rest of the game. It was – I at a certain point, I just thought it was mean. Like when they – it was um, when the Bucks were on the one-yard line and they were up 35-3 to three, and Tony Romo was saying how important this was for the Bucks to score. <laughs> and wasn't even laughing or like making it seem like a joke. Like, it was full-on, very, very sarcastic tone. I was like, come on. You know, a lot of people have probably already turned the game off at this point. And the, the only people watching are, like, Bears fans and Bucks fans. You don't really have to beat the, beat a dead horse, you know? It's it's just a, a – I don't know. Find something else to talk about. Um, but, yeah, there's just not a lot of good teams. And injuries have also derailed some other teams that are supposed – are meant to be good but just – you know, they've lost some key players this season. So hopefully, you know, as we get into uh, the winter months and playoff picture starts to um, come into focus a little more, maybe we'll get some more competitive games. But right now, it's there's just a lot of plots. 
Yep, so those were your NFL storylines from last weekend. And now we're going to move on to Brandon's spooky move of the week here. So, uh, Brandon, Brandon, what do we have for this week? I, I Hold on. <laughs> uh, before Brandon goes, uh, all Blaze, me, and Brandon at the same time as Trevor said that. Just put our, like, just... <laughs> Just made the most done with life faces. <laughs> like Trevor, <laughs> stop it! Stop that with that. That references. was where I draw the line. That was the, the straw that broke the camel's back. Okay. Well, Brandon, but, you can go ahead and give your big brain move of the week. Big baby move. Your big baby move. You're not your spooky move of the week. Whatever the hell that means. Yeah, I am. Looking through the games in our league today, I was really struggling to find anything to talk about because almost all of our benches were empty. Mm. Most of us played all the players that were playing. Like we didn't have any other options to I'm really, pretty really sure mess up. In in the in the weekly report, Brandon, you scored a hundred percent out of a hundred percent of your possible points. <laughs> yeah, because I literally did, I had zero points on my bench. Yeah, everybody <laughs> I was could on not have done anything injured. different. But the the one that sticks out to me, we already talked about, is Blaze still playing Sam Darnold. <laughs> I don't yeah. know why. I, it, does, it doesn't make any sense. I, I don't yeah, get it. Yeah, Kareem Starting, Hunt finally, though, yep. whenever this he week? was not injured. Oh, my no. God. Play, oh. Blaze, don't play Joe Burrow next week because he's going to get hurt. <laughs> I'm scared. I might play Kirk Cousins. Even that would be better. You played Sam Darnold. It makes no sense, Blaze. You even talked about know, it. You even I said know. you were going to drop him. And then how did, did you go from wanting to drop somebody to starting them? Over two other quarterbacks that both played. Yeah, it's not like you had a bye week. Well, and under Kirk Cousins didn't play. Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow was still I It beats me. I still won. I'm content. <laughs> but I, I, I think Sam Darnold was off my roster. I think Blaze is the all-time winningest big brain move of the week. Big brain move. <laughs> really? Over me? I officially passed you. I've got to be at least. I have third. at least two. This is my I th- third. Okay. I think Blaze has won three out of the last four weeks. It's been on fire. Because yeah. I'm pretty sure I was the first two weeks. You were the first two. <laughs> I think you uh, you were three of the first four, Brian. And then since then, Blaze is basically clean swept. All right, cool. <laughs> Can I have another uh, nominee for Big Brain Move of the Week? Sure. The guy that gave up uh, Tom Brady's 600th touchdown ball <laughs> for practically nothing. No, no. Did he you, could have did made he get a Bitcoin just now? That. Well, uh, uh, before the Bitcoin. Okay. The Bitcoin is I mean, nice. He's still got season tickets for the rest of this year and next. A $1,000 gift card to the team shop and like two signed footballs and a signed Mike Evans jersey. Like I... He I got a lot. Okay I'll get, like, yeah. I would say it was worse. Like you know that day when we initially oh, yeah. just heard like the the thousand dollar gift card and the couple signed jerseys. I think that was the start. That was bad. That was not a good. That, that was not a fair <laughs> deal. As the art of the deal needs to read up. Um, <laughs> uh, but you know it got better. He's they sweetened the pot a little bit. <laughs> the Bitcoin adding in. I think I think helps a lot with that. Hey, Wasn't if that he like gets twenty thousand dollars, it's like yeah, it's way more. It's like sixty or something. Yeah, it's, it's almost sixty thousand yeah. dollars. Dang. Yeah, but that ball. That, How many Bitcoin do you think Tom Brady has? 
a lot. Enough. <laughs> <laughs> Enough. <laughs> uh, I will say that football is probably worth like a couple hundred grand mm-hmm. if you were to sell it. Um, but eh. if he gets that round of golf with Tom Brady, then it's then then it's fully a fair. A date with Giselle. <laughs> Tony. <laughs> Tony think Tom Robo. Brady's gonna pimp out Giselle. Like, no, what? Tony Robo said that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, oh. Yeah, it was good. But all right, so that was Brandon's uh, bra- big brain move of the week. Um, so now we're gonna transition to everyone's favorite segment: tops, flops, and drops. There was no Halloween pun there. <laughs> I didn't have one set up. So we're gonna start with Brandon here. Brandon, what is a top flop or drop for this week? My flop is Trevor and his Halloween puns. <laughs> he missed a prime opportunity to say the Buccaneers defense had Justin Fields seeing ghosts. I said that before the we started no, recording it. Yeah, I did before you came in. Oh, yeah. so then you didn't say it. Got it. <laughs> but other, <laughs> other than that, my um my top is Dearness Johnson. In a week that was filled with bye week hell for most. If you were able to pick up Dearness Johnson like I was in all three of my leagues, he may or may not have saved your entire fantasy season with his output. He he scored enough points to win you games, which is way, way above what you're looking for when you pick somebody up off waivers for a bi-week flyer. And I even more so than that, he coming up the Browns have seen some um hard cap space decisions to make with regards to some of their depth. And one of those may be trading Kareem Hunt or get moving off of Kareem Hunt since you have Nick Chubb. And Dearness Johnson made that seem a whole lot more plausible or even beneficial to the team to save Cap because he looked really good. It wasn't just the Browns' offensive line playing well, which they did. He was hitting the holes. He was making people miss. He had juice. He played phenomenally. And he could make some, some Browns' decisions down the line a whole lot easier. And he made my fantasy team look great. I think Odell Beckham is making Brown's decisions down the line a little bit easier. (laughs) This is dropping, (laughs) dropping all of his passes there. Um, I I have a top um, with Halloween right around the corner. My top is skimpy Halloween costumes. So, um, oh God, no, Trevor. (laughs) All right, you're done. (laughs) That's your top. We we don't have to discuss about it. It is Halloween, and you know what that means? Lots of women decide to just dress however they want. Trevor, keep your Halloweeny in your pants. It is great. (laughs) Oh, that was good for a a lot of people. Um, My flop is Tyler Lockett, though. With Juno Smith as quarterback, Tyler Lockett is not getting any targets, not getting any fantasy points. so yeah, that's my my top and my flop for the week. Uh, Blaze, what 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 are you what are your thoughts here? Top flops. Blaze and drops? is done. He's my done. drop is Trevor off the podcast. <laughs> um, It'll be a three person time... pod next week. <laughs> we're we're suspending Trevor for next I'm week. So, you don't understand how excited I am for the Thanksgiving morning podcast, the Christmas the Christmas themed podcast. Oh, I'm so hey, excited! Any holiday podcast from now on, Trevor is no longer a part of. <laughs> Trevor is suspended without pay. He's all, he's going on the commissioner's exemplist. <laughs> You're going to join uh, Josh Gordon there as repeat <laughs> offenders. Um, my drop this week, second time's a charm. For realsies this time, Sam Darnold's out. <laughs> I'm not going to look at him again and 
<laughs> baby decide no he's he's done so um I'm surprised the Panthers aren't even like dropping him yet. Well, they benched him um, right now. <laughs> the Panthers benched Sam Darnold before you did, Blake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes, they did. Um, oh. My top though, Joey Burrow, my fourth round overall pick. I'm, it's looking more okay based on the future, but uh, he he balled out last week, and him and Jamar Chase have that connection. He's He's looking good, and I'm happy for him. Mm-hmm. Brian, what would you have a top flopper right. drop for us? I've got a couple tops. Um, Jamar Chase looking like dynasty fantasy receiver number one, uh, at least top three going forward. He's uh, up there with Justin Jefferson, AJ Brown, Kyle Pitts, finally starting to beast around. He beat uh, uh, Xavier Howard on back to back deep routes on the outside for like 25 yards to set up the game-winning field goal for Atlanta. He's a beast. Um and I've got a I've got a drop and this is this is speaking to a specific team. Kyle Shanahan is not a good head football coach. He's not a good coach. He's a good offensive coordinator. He's a good play caller. He's not a good head coach. Um their personnel decisions have been bad. Um they draft talented players and then don't play them. Um, in favor of like undrafted players, um, they decide to not have a secondary ever because eh, it's overrated. Um, they can't seem to keep anybody healthy, so there's some problems with their maybe their meta their training staff or something because this is like the third straight year they dealt with a lot of injuries. Um, I think Kyle Shanahan's a terrific play caller, a terrific offensive mind. But as a head coach, he's been a pretty big failure other than getting to a Super Bowl one year. Every other year, he's not been good. And Jimmy G's been hurt for a lot of that. But, I mean, that eventually you've got to kind of, you know, actually be successful with some of your moves. Awesome. So those were our tops, flops, and drops from this week. And so now... We're going to add in a new segment here. We have yet to really talk about college football, but this is a big weekend for uh, at least some of the programs that we root for. Um, so I'm going to give Brandon the microphone here, let him kind of talk about what's going on this weekend, some of the matchups, and um, see what his thoughts are. Yep, I am very excited to start talking about college football now. The way college football seasons normally set up is first couple weeks you have big games. You have games like Ohio State, Oregon big out-of-conference matchups, and then you kind of hit the the doldrums of the season right after that where you have Alabama playing the Citadel and Ohio State playing Akron and things like that. So we are just starting to get to great football again. With this week, we have Ohio State-Penn State, Michigan-Michigan State, Ole Miss-Auburn, those are and, um, and Iowa-Wisconsin. So we have four really big ranked matchups, and the season gets better after this. You continue to have big games, especially in the Big Ten, where you have all your contenders playing each other. But before we get into those games, I kind of wanted to break down the the AP Top 10 because we have yet to have our first college football playoff rankings. Trevor, when does that come out? Next Tuesday. Next, next Tuesday is when the next first Tuesday? rankings come out. All right. So we'll probably talk about that when it comes out. But for right now, the AP is all we have to go off of. And as we sit here today, we have Georgia 1, Cincinnati 2, Bama 3, Oklahoma 4, OSU 5, 6 Michigan, 
7 Oregon, 8 Michigan State, 9 Iowa, and 10 Ole Miss. So before before we hop into anything, what do you guys think about the top 10? Is there anything, any big-time overrated teams you think, or how do you think that that top 10 is going to shake out eventually? Uh, Trevor, I, you want to go first? Oh, yeah, go ahead. No, oh. Bla- uh, Brian was saying here. Okay. I wanted to say uh, something. I like it so far. I think it's a very, very good list. Um, Cincy, I don't think, is the number two team in the in the country, um, but they've earned the spot to be there um, with their preseason rankings, and they just won every game so far. So they kind of deserve it. Um, Oklahoma, uh, shaky at number four. Um, I still think that they should be over Alabama. Um, just because Alabama's loss is the worst of the top six or so. Um, Texas A&M, I mean, Oklahoma is undefeated, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, and Ohio Somehow. State's loss was to the number seven team, so that's good. Um, but, you know, they started out as number one, so they can't fall too far. But I think, uh, and once the n- new college football playoff poll comes out next Tuesday, this is setting up for Alabama and Georgia to both get in when Alabama beats Georgia in the SEC championship game. Um, it's going to be tough. Uh, and that means that a, at worst, one loss Big Ten team has somewhat, has a slight chance to make it. Because since he's going to go undefeated, probably. Um, Oklahoma, probably going to go undefeated. Uh, I don't know. They might, they got challenged by Kansas. Um, but, you know, we'll see. They always find a way to squeak out wins. So they have to play a night game at Stillwater. To end the yeah. regular season, which is and then the probably Big Twelve Championship the biggest test. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't think the Big Twelve is that good, so I don't know if they'll be challenged like to the point where they actually lose. I mean, they'll be challenged. They've always they're always challenged this season, but um, I don't know if they'll actually lose. So I, the AP top ten is pretty solid right now. Um, I think Iowa's a little overrated still, but. Well, see, that's the thing with, like, you know, rankings, and I think that next week we'll shed a lot of light on things. Um, the a- I think that the AP poll more than the college football poll values being undefeated. Like, Oklahoma, in my opinion, just hasn't – I mean, I know with Caleb Williams a couple games ago they looked great, but this weekend, other than the, the play that he made that was a forward – like, it was behind the line of scrimmage, so it was like a forward handoff or whatever to get the first down – I don't think Oklahoma's better than Ohio State. I think Ohio State would, Ohio State's offense would pummel them, um, and I like, even Cincinnati. I don't think that Cincinnati would beat Alabama on any planet. So I think that they, you know, just being undefeated. I mean, obviously it's an achievement, but I think that they're overvaluing being undefeated a little much for the AP. But once the college football actual rankings come out, um, that will. Uh, change and then I do agree that Iowa is very overrated. Iowa does not have an offense. They are very, you know, early nineteen hundreds offense. Don't do anything <laughs> but run the football. Um, so, but the Big Ten does still have uh, four teams in the top ten. Um, so the Big Ten is setting up to have some good matchups. You know, Ohio State faces both Michigan State and at Michigan. Um, so those are going to be some good games, and I am excited here for the end of the college football season. It is going to be a fun November, to say the least. 
Boys, you got you got anything to add about the AP? Not really. My it was already covered. I think Oklahoma's too high. I don't like Oklahoma, especially after last week. Um, Bama, I know they lost, but they're still a really good team, so I can totally see why they they're still that high. But besides that, I think it's a pretty good list. I'm I'm really worried about the Big Ten, um, possibly missing out uh, because I think Ohio State's the best team in the Big Ten, uh, but. If they lose at all to any team, Penn State, Michigan, or Michigan State, I have serious doubts that a Big Ten will make the college football playoff. Uh, because if that happens, I would assume that the one of those teams would also lose a game in like the Big Ten. If it's Penn State, like it, I, I basically I think a two-loss team could win the Big Ten West. Yeah, West is the division we're in, right? No, we're in the East. We're East, in the East. East, Big Ten East. I think a two-loss team could win the Big Ten East. They're that two-loss team is probably going to win the Big Ten championship, and then not get into the playoff because they're two losses. So I'm a bit worried about the Big Ten, but we'll see. We'll see how Me the too. how these teams face each other. It it seems to be shaking out in a way where the. The only Big Ten team with one loss that could get in is Ohio State unless Michigan loses to Michigan State and then beats Ohio State. Like if somehow Michigan had beaten Ohio State and then wins the Big Ten but still has one loss, I could see them possibly getting in. But other than that, Michigan State would not get in with one loss. Yeah, but the problem with that is that if Michigan State beats Michigan, um, and then loses to Ohio State, but that's their only loss. They're in the Big Ten Championship. Okay, because, so there have to be some other shaking out. <laughs> yeah. Because they'll yeah, have the tiebreaker over Michigan. Yeah. I'm, I'm honestly a little little concerned about even if Ohio State runs the table. Because if, if Cincinnati and Oklahoma are both undefeated, Bama beats Georgia, there's going to be some conversations. I mean, I think Ohio State would get in because the, the committee would – pick the the four best teams rather than the four best resumes but that would make for a good conversation also say michigan and ohio state meet each other that after thanksgiving both undefeated one te- one of those That's teams possible, wins but all right well michigan's undefeated ohio state has their one loss whatever <laughs> undefeated in big 10 play and then and then you whichever one wins wins the big 10 and then if Bama loses to Georgia, that would knock Bama out. Then you have an opportunity for the Big Ten champion and the loser of the Ohio State-Michigan game, which would be really no. cool. I mean, you would it's have not... to have Oklahoma or Cincy lose. I don't know. I mean, I think there would be a, <laughs> a, there would be a conversation about putting a one-loss Michigan in over Oklahoma or Cincinnati if they're one-losses to Ohio no, State. No, no. The, the only reason I worry about Ohio State specifically is Oregon. Yeah, I, if I Oregon really wins out too, they'd know. be over. Well, that's the thing is I they don't know what the Fresno committee... State. Yeah, well, but they, they beat Ohio to, State. <laughs> they lost to Stanford. They beat they, Fresno they, State. They have the head-to-head over Ohio State, and how much is the committee going to value that for Oregon? If, they, if, if Oregon doesn't lose another game and they win the Pac-12, and they say that these are so quote-unquote comparable teams, they use that head-to-head and – if you have undefeated Cincinnati, undefeated Oklahoma, Georgia, say Georgia beats Alabama in the SEC championship, you have Ohio State and Oregon. 
And I worry about them putting Ohio or Oregon in over Ohio State because of the head-to-head. Although Ohio State, I think, is a much better team now than they were week two well, when they faced Oregon. Wait, so are you saying if Ohio State loses again? No, I'm saying Ohio no. State runs the table. Oh, they're in. Ohio State, if they run the table, they're in. You don't think Oregon would get in ahead of us? No. I mean, Oregon's ranked I mean, we'll below Ohio week. State right now. <laughs> but that's AP poll. Yeah, I mean, they're going to be – Ohio. Yeah. let me put it this way. Ohio State, it if, all, yes. if they win to this week, which I expect them to beat Penn State, they will be ahead of Oregon in the playoff, first playoff. I was going to say a lot rides on this first ranking because if Cincinnati's in that top four and Cincinnati wins out, they there's no way they take them out of the top and four. If they're fourth. If they win out. If they're fourth. Yeah. If they're fourth, if they're, they can take them out. If they're fourth, yeah. But if you rank Cincinnati two or three and Cincinnati if, wins out, you can't take them out of the top four. Yeah. I mean, it'd be like very – it'd be – an indictment on the playoff, and they would yes. The the calls for expansion would happen immediately. Yes. Um, so I but, I think that they're going to rank Cincinnati as five. That way they don't have to worry about that. I really do. But I will say Ohio State's going to be ahead of Oregon. Ohio State has a much tougher schedule with two top ten games, probably. Maybe not Michigan State or Mich- depending on who wins that game. Three possibly, depending on how Iowa finishes up. <laughs> I mean, Iowa's Which not we all good, agree. but they could be ranked no. in the top ten. They, they, yeah. I, Iowa might lose. I think Iowa's on upset alert against Wisconsin, but um. yeah. Ohio, Ohio State's about to benefit from some severely overrated Big Ten teams down the stretch because Penn uh, State is Penn State's overrated. They were overrated before they lost to Illinois. Penn State was not a top ten team. Iowa's no, not. A top I think 10 Penn team. State, and I would was bet my sweet bippy that Michigan State's not a top ten. <laughs> I think Penn State was a top ten. Coming off a bye week to Illinois, yeah, with an injured. That's the most egregious loss of the season. I don't care. You had a bye week to prepare for Illinois, and it was at home. That is the that's the worst loss of anybody in college hey, football. They this were year. about to. I agree. They were about to trounce Isle before their quarterback got injured. So. But that was three weeks ago. I don't care. They lost to Illinois. Yeah, they lost. It was overrated. It's okay. <sighs> Look, we get I, heated with college football. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, this is why college football discussions are fun because all this right, is right, like because right, right. NFL. It's like all right, you are what your record says. But in college, like a loss could quality loss get you into the playoffs. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, loss. <laughs> Can't wait for Oregon to lose out the rest of their games. Your quality loss turns into a dumpster fire. <laughs> <laughs> um, but let's pick these games. Um, All right. Yeah. While we're like here. like I said, there's there's four banked banked. I sound like Brian. <laughs> I can't talk. It's not me this time. <laughs> there's four big ranked matchups for the big slate 10. this weekend. That's that's Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan, Michigan State, Iowa, and Wisconsin, and then Ole Miss and Auburn. So we're gonna go around like we do with the NFL picks normally, and we're gonna we're gonna pick these four games. I'm I'm gonna save Ohio State, Penn State for last because I'm in charge of the segment and I'm a homer. So we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna start off with Ole Miss versus Auburn. Ole Miss, like I said before, is rated as the top number ten team in the AP poll. Who wants to kick it off? I'll kick it off, and I'll say I think both of these teams are overrated. I mean, Matt Corral's good. Everyone um, can't be overrated. <laughs> <laughs> Not every single rated? team. Who's rated? Georgia is the only team that we know that is actually a decent. There, football. there shouldn't be any team in the two, three, four spots. No, <laughs> the rest Alabama of the rankings start at five, and then five, five and on. Um, in, but the thing is, is I think Auburn is more overrated than Ole Miss is because Ole Miss has Matt Corral. 
uh, Lane Kiffin, who is a meme in himself. So I'm going to pick Ole Miss for this game. I, got... I also have Ole Miss. I think they have the better offense. I also agree that Auburn's overrated. Ole Miss is overrated too, but I like Trevor's explanation of Auburn's more overrated. <laughs> but I just think Ole Miss has the better offense in this, and I think that's what wins in this game. Yeah, I'll go with Ole Miss too. I think they're a little less overrated than Trevor and Blaze would say. <laughs> um, they're a decent team. Um, but, yeah, they're, they're going to beat Auburn, I think. Um, their offense is pretty good. And Matt Corral, Dark Horse Heisman Trophy winner. Um, he, mm-hmm. he used to play very well, and the other candidates start uh, suck. Um, he could win the Heisman. Yeah, he very well might be a top five pick because this, this QB class is a little weak at the top. Garbo. <laughs> yeah. I, I also have Ole Miss. I wouldn't trust Bo Nix to bag my groceries. <laughs> at my local Walmart, and I sure as heck don't trust him to be Ole Miss this weekend. So that so all four of us picked Ole Miss. That's a it's a unanimous pick. Moving on to Iowa and Wisconsin. Um, is that a noon game? I'm assuming. Yes. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. I got Wisconsin in this one. I hinted to it earlier. Um, Iowa coming off a bye is going to lose. Did they come off a bye? They lose to Purdue last week. Uh, they just had a bye. They didn't play this they had past the bye. Game, I don't think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. So, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna lose to Wisconsin. I also have Wisconsin winning this game. Um, so I, I know that Wisconsin isn't good, um, but I somehow, some way, Wisconsin, I think, still maybe maybe has a chance to win the Big Ten West. Um, if they don't lose any more games in the Big Ten, um. So I have Wisconsin here, and I don't think that Wisconsin's going to make the Big Ten championship, but I think it's possible. So I got Iowa in this one. I I don't like Wisconsin. I think they're pretty stinky, and <laughs> I think Iowa. I don't know. Iowa will win. Don't know if it'll be a good win, but they'll win. It'll be Big Ten West football. That's yeah. what it's going to be. So. <laughs> this is going to be an ugly game. <laughs> it's two two completely inept offenses. <laughs> Like, I I don't even want to watch this game. Like, it's not going to be fun to watch unless you are a fan of either of those teams. Or if you're, like, like Big Cat from, pardon my take, just loves punting. This is going to be a punt fest. The, the two most important players in this game are going to be punters. But hey, If that's I, the case, then I pick Iowa. I mean, their punter's a beast. <laughs> yeah, their, their punter is really good. Um, I, I do have Iowa, not because of the punter, but I, I think Iowa's defense is for real. Their offense is awful, but their defense is very much for real. And Graham Mertz is a series of big ups and downs. And that and the, the Wisconsin offense is very, very bad this year. So I think Iowa's defense does just enough to win the game. Probably forces a couple turnovers like they did against Penn State and squeak out a W. With the that one was actually split two two down the middle, which is that's pretty good for us. Normally we either all don't know what's going on or we all pick the same thing <laughs> so that's that's pretty good parody next up is the the fox big noon game this week the michigan versus michigan state matchup in east lansing brian you can you can kick it off have as much time as you need to talk about your wolverines <laughs> here all righty we are going to beat michigan state in east lansing by 
13 points. <laughs> write that down. Write that down. I thought he was going to say 30. I was right. No, I thought he was no, thinking no, no, 30. No, 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 I thought he was no, saying no, 30 no, as well. No, no, I was like, no, that no. is a big, big statement. Our <laughs> running game is great. Our defense is really great. Um, and your quarterback Hutchinson. has five passing touchdowns. Doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, Aiden Hutchinson is a top five draft pick right now. Um, absolute monster off the edge. Uh, I don't know if any of you watched any of the game last week. Probably not. It wasn't I very sh- interesting. I sure did. But Aiden Hutchinson was legitimately bullying tackles like just pushing them back into the quarterback like it was not it was just funny um he's gonna have a field day against michigan state i think michigan state's offense will put up a fight but uh i think we'll we'll end up pulling out a win i will say that if if we want to compete um into the later stages of the college football season um uh, a change at quarterback may be needed uh jj mccarthy (laughs) is much better than Cade McNamara, and it's not close. Uh, they put McCarthy in uh, in the fourth quarter for a couple plays and then in the like one of the last drives, and he was way more talented, could actually throw the ball down the field, uh, could run the ball a lot better. Um, I have no idea why McNamara is starting. Um, he is average at best. Um doesn't turn the ball over, but threw a terrible interception last game. Um, so we'll see. Um, luckily, they haven't been like just hanging McCarthy out to dry as the backup quarterback and not playing him at all. He's gotten work every game, so he doesn't necessarily have to come in cold if they do call his number. But I think we can beat Michigan State without him. Uh, I think we would have a lot easier of a time if he was starting. He just makes – he raises the ceiling of our offense. But I think we we have a really good shot to beat Michigan State. Um, and it also helps that the game is in East Lansing. It's not a home game for us, which contrary to popular belief is actually better for us because uh, I believe under Jim Harbaugh we have not beaten Michigan State at home. So <laughs> I am very happy that we are on the road for this season. I disagree with you, Brian. I think Michigan State oh. is going to win this game. I do. For what do, reason think, besides hating Michigan? <laughs> because Michigan does not have a passing offense. And if so? Michigan State is able to stop the run. Yeah, good which luck. Michigan State's defense is decent. I mean, they're not great. But, like, if they can stop the run, like, are, is McNamara really going to win you that game? Maybe. So, Good. I, I, this Michigan, <laughs> Michigan, East Lansing is going. I don't know. He's, East, he hasn't done it before. He East beat Rutgers be, last year through four touchdowns. Yeah, in overtime. Um, <laughs> hey, he came in in the second, uh, third, third hey, quarter. This is my turn. You had your time to talk. <laughs> yeah, but I'm turn. just, I'm just telling yeah, you why I you're know. wrong, no. Trevor. Shush. Just telling We're you why you're wrong. East, East Lansing is going to be bopping, and I think that Michigan State is going to pull out this win and then get crushed by Ohio State in a few weeks anyways. So I'm with you on that one, Trev. I got Michigan State because <laughs> yeah. I think it would be funny, and I can't really give more explanation than I think it would be funny. Trevor, can you name me four Michigan State players? Uh, Kenneth Walker. Isn't that the the, uh, the running back? Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, that's about it. <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, I, I can only name like two Michigan players, and that's McNamara, and then I guess the guy that you just said is number three. And then the running back is like like Haskin or something like that. Hassan or... Haskins and Blake yeah, Corum. And uh, Donovan Edwards. He plays a little bit too. Anyways, uh, Brandon, your turn. <laughs> Come on, Brandon. Bring I, us back I, to reality. <laughs> I, I at least respect Blaze saying I think it'd be funny and that's the only reason. Trevor just talking out of his ass despite not knowing a single <laughs> thing about Michigan State was not the best. Um, Michigan State is carried by two players. It's their running back who Trevor did know. Kenneth Walker and their wide receiver. I don't remember his first name. His last name is Naylor. He mm-hmm. he's the kid that had like two hundred and some yards receiving against Rutgers this year. Mm-hmm. He is he's very talented, and their their team is very very much carried by two players. But like I said before, I think Michigan State is a fraud. They're they're a good team, but they're not nearly as talented as the rest of these teams in the top ten. They're not nearly as talented as Michigan, and I think this week it actually shows because the only teams they've beat are Miami, and Miami is awful, like just absolutely awful. So I think Michigan goes into East Lansing, Fox Big Noon kickoff. Joel Klatt will be on the mic, and I think Michigan beats them by multiple. Game might might be competitive in the first half, but Michigan will be too much for them to handle, and. That will be setting the tables for a very eventful last game of the season. So, another one split down the middle, mostly because Trevor hates Michigan and Blaze thinks things are funny. So to wrap up, <laughs> the great, the best game of the weekend, probably not actually, but my favorite game of the weekend, because I will be there in attendance. Trevor will be there in attendance. Hell so yeah. Very happy about that. It's the Ohio State-Penn State game at 730 in the shoe. Trevor, you want no, to it's in one? the big house, apparently, according to James oh, Franklin. Oh, yeah, according, according to James Franklin, he's facing <laughs> Illinois in the big house this weekend. <laughs> yep. Man, um, he's thinking about USC already. <laughs> I would say I'm, I'm excited to visit the big house for the first time this weekend um, <laughs> to watch my home team, Illinois, play. Um, but, no, Ohio State, uh, during their first ever Scarlet Out the Shoe game, which I'm actually kind of scared that uh, – since we're all in Scarlet and the players are all in Scarlet, that CJ Stroud's not going to know where his wide receivers are. <laughs> I'm scared they're going to blend into the crowd. I I'm swear, not if his lie. first pass is like six rows deep, <laughs> so I would I'm lose a little it. worried about that. I'm a little worried about that, but I am going to be very drunk for this game, and I think Ohio State is going to blitz Penn State. I don't think it's going to be close. Maybe the first. I mean, Penn State's going to come out upset uh, because they lost to Illinois. Sad. Um, <laughs> Boo-hoo. Yeah, nine overtimes where they, they went ten two-point conversions without getting a single one converted. I was, I was at a bar with my roommate, and it was just miserable. Um, but I think Ohio State's going to throttle them. So. This is an easy one. Ohio State. It's not going to go to nine overtimes. Blaze, well, I thought I, you wanted funny. I did one funny, but I did I did one funny pick for <laughs> Her grouping. <laughs> <laughs> Ohio State's gonna funny throttle. Pick. <laughs> yeah, Ohio State's gonna win this game. <laughs> Is that all you have to say, Brian? Yeah, it's not, it's, I don't think it's gonna be that close. <laughs> no, I, I'm predicting I a blowout. I'm predicting a blowout. Stop it! No, I, stop that. It is. You I, know it's gonna be a blowout. Weather permitting, this will be a three-score game. I'm predicting like 49 to 21. I don't even know if Penn State can score 21. Four I think. scores, my guy. 
I said at least a three score game, and then my score prediction. I know. He said at least two, a three score. It's two. <laughs> so why would thoughts. you not? Why would you say at least three score and then purposely Brian, say a score that's Brian four Quinn, scores? I said uh, at Brian, least quit a interrupting th- other people's picks. <laughs> Fine, Penn State. <laughs> Brian, no. is that your pick? All right, no. Brian switched his my pick. pick is Penn State talk anymore? Anyways, anyway, well, Brian, Brian, I'm editing man. this. So every time you say Ohio State, I'm just going to insert the clip of you saying Penn State. <laughs> I'm picking Penn State. 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 No, I'm just going to cut out this section. Okay. Anyway, to get us back on track, yeah, I don't think it's close unless it ends up being. I haven't checked the weather. Unless it ends up being a cold, rainy game like it was in 2019 when Penn State played in the shoe, that that game should have been a Ohio State trouncing that team by 24 points. But it ended up being close just due to fumbles and just crappy weather. So if the weather stays nice, this Ohio State offense will continue to roll and they should blow out Penn State. And I'm very, very well, excited bad news, to watch it. Bad, bad news, Brandon. It's going to be uh, chilly and possibly raining. Well, I guess it's raining during Son the day. So by the ni- no, by nighttime it should be clearing up, so we should be okay. At least I said my pick was weather permitting. My highest it's going to win the game regardless, but the three yes. score thing is weather permitting. Yes, great. So that was our our college football segment. Thank you, Brandon. That was great. Um, so it's, it's nice to talk about something other than NFL um, football for a little the bit. Real so, NFL, real NFL football. Um, so now we're going to con- uh, tra- uh, transition to look ahead to Week Eight. Um, we are back to week one matchups now. We are halfway through the fantasy football season, so I am facing Jalen this week. Um, that'll be an interesting matchup. Um, I hope that I can beat Jalen, but who knows? My team likes to flop every other week. Uh, we have Brandon facing CJ, who Brandon is still undefeated, seven and zero facing under five hundred CJ, who has been riddled by injuries. Um, Blaze and Brian are facing off again. Uh, Game so of that, the week. Blow yes, out. That is the... <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. So that'll be a I interesting matchup. <laughs> and then already predicted to win 99% to one is Kevin over Courtney. Jesus. Um, I think that she needs to set her yeah, team zooks. because... <laughs> yeah, he, she has uh, Derek Waller out, Alvin Kamara on by, I think. <clears throat> What's the, uh, the point projection? Like uh, Kevin one forty five, her ninety. Yeah. So, but um, all right. So, so Blaze and Brian, are we putting any any better any money on this week's week's matchup? Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> Hell no. I'm gonna lose again. I know it. Uh oh. Next week I will be doing an update of mid season power rankings. All right. So all right. we'll see I'm, after the after the matchup. That'll be. I'm excited up. to see Brian put himself as two after he wins yep. this weekend. Oh, I put myself He'll be number at one. I put myself at number one of my beat plays. <laughs> um, and then Brandon, you have a matchup with CJ. How, how how are you feeling about that matchup? I love CJ. Love him like a brother. I'm glad I can have an easy coasting win because, I mean, his whole team is hurt. Every single person is hurt. I don't even know if he has any running backs left after he just traded for Miles Sanders. And now Miles Sanders is hurt. His team is in a little bit of ruins. I don't know. He's got Aaron Jones. Hopefully it's an easy win. Aaron Jones is the only player the Packers have left. That's true. Unless he gets put on the COVID list. This is true. 
But I do have my A team back, which might score less points than my B team. So we we shall see. <laughs> and probably will, yes. to be honest. So so a couple interesting matchups there in the fantasy world. Um, uh, so now we're going to transition to our NFL pickums. Um, so Blaze went five and zero, like I mentioned earlier, five and zero last week. Blaze made up some ground. Yes, he is I now did. tied with Brian. They are both sixteen and fifteen in their picks. Um, I am seventeen and fourteen, and Brandon is still on top. Nineteen and twelve has a two game, two pick lead, but with eight picks this week, it might shake things up a little bit. Oh wait, um, we're counting we're the just... college football picks in this? Yeah. Yep. Whoa. Somebody yeah, should have so, so it'll me. make it in. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought Would I you did. Have changed your mind on the Ohio no. State. <laughs> but um, we were just talking about it. The Thursday night game this week is Packers at Cardinals. We said the Packers are having a lot of people put in that COVID list. We have Devontae Adams and Lazard so far. Um, so, uh, Brandon, what are your thoughts here for Packers at Cardinals? I originally was going to take the Packers because the Cardinals are not going to finish 17-0. and And... I like to hedge my bet and just say they lose every week until they do, and then I look really smart. <laughs> but no Devontae Adams, no no Lazard. I I mean, Aaron Rodgers really only throws to Devontae Adams and then check downs to Aaron Jones. So I think that is the sole reason I'm going to pick the Cardinals. The Cardinals are going to stay undefeated after this Thursday night game. I would say, just out of curiosity, is anyone picking the Packers, or can we save some time? <laughs> I'm picking the Cardinals as well, I'm but the Cardinals. because of because of like if Devontae, like Brandon said, if Devontae Adams and and uh, Lazard were playing, I probably would have chosen the Packers. I think I still would have gone with the Cardinals, but I'm going with the Cardinals. Blaise, you yeah. If you Cardinals. asked me like two days ago, I probably would have said Packers. But all right, well, uh... so next game, which has implications <laughs> for the AFC South, is Titans at Colts. Uh, Blaze, what are your thoughts here? Because you you were on the Titans train last week, so. A.J. Brown has been a godsend for me, uh, especially last week, after almost borderline dropping him. Um, I like I like the Titans in this one. The Colts, I think the only reason they won last night was just the weather, or two nights ago, whenever that game was. It was a bad game. Um, I just think the Titans are a better team, but it's a division rivalry, so you never really know which way it'll go, but... I think the Titans are finally getting into the offense that we thought they would have like over the preseason. Brian, what are your thoughts here? I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to pick the Indianapolis Colts. Um, this is the second game against the Titans this year. Um, weird scheduling by the NFL to have both Titans-Colts games in the first half of the season uh, in a division that is terrible otherwise. Um the Colts are coming off a good win. The Titans are coming off two excellent wins. I smell a hangover game. Um, I think the the Titans are going to come in a little too confident. Um, the Colts are going to come in um, with some momentum. But, you know, they, they beat a meh 49ers team. So it's not like, you know, they're really, really riding high. Uh, plus, this is the Colts' seat. I mean, if they lose to the Titans, then they're really, really in a tough place in the AFC South. So I think the Colts will win a close one. They do have T.Y. Hilton coming back, who always does very well against the Titans. Um, so I'll have the Colts in a close one. 
mainly because uh, I'm now tied with Blaze and Pickums, and I don't think we'll be different on our other two picks. So <laughs> I want to be able to retake that lead if I can. <laughs> Brandon, what are your thoughts here? I believe in with everything Brian just said, with the the possibility of a hangover game for the Titans. And if you rewind to last week's episode, a really smart guy on here who's never missed said if Carson Wentz has a third good game in a row, we call that a streak, and that changes the Colts' season. Well, I'll have you know, Carson Wentz played his third straight good game in a row. He is now on a streak. The streak will not end. The Colts' offense is rolling after being absolutely awful early in the season. So I think I got I got the Colts in a close one against the Titans. Can I can I challenge the third straight good game of the season? Um, Carson no. Wentz decided it would be a great idea. No, win's a win. Doesn't matter. To, to when he was about to get sacked. Um, I guess get the ball got hit out of his hand straight to the linebacker for an inter- interception slash fumble recovery inside the five-yard line. Um so if we'll call that a good game, then we'll call that a good game. He also got like four pass interference calls. He got four pass interference calls by throwing the ball short on you open play deep to routes. win the game. <laughs> That's okay. enough from you, All right. Brian. All right. Um, I, I was tempted to pick the Colts here, but I'm going to stick with the Titans. Ooh. I know. I, th- I think that the Titans are going to continue to roll here. Um, I, I, I think that the Colts are decent. I just don't think that they're good enough to beat the Titans and compete with them for the AFC South. So I think the Titans are going to win this game. Um, so next game on our lineup is the Sunday night football game. And I think this game is going to be a little closer than it might let on, but we have Cowboys at Vikings. So Brian, I'd love to hear your thoughts about the Cowboys at the Vikings. How about them Cowboys? I'm picking the Dallas Cowboys. Um, you said this was Sunday night, right? Yes. Uh, do you know? Time. Do you know who the Vikings quarterback is? <laughs> it's yes. Kirk Cousins. So, uh, if you guys don't pick the Cowboys, then you are saying Kirk Cousins is going to win a prime time game. <laughs> so, I'll let you guys take it from there. But I'm picking the Cowboys. <laughs> you beat me to it, Brian. I was about to say Sunday Night Football. Kirk Cousins. No one. Kirk Cousins like Kirk Cousins, according to Brandon and. He's going to be Kirk Cousins in all over that game. Uh, Cowboys are going to win this one. Brandon, what are your yep, thoughts on your boy? It's it's the Cowboys. Kirk Cousins is probably going to have 300 yards passing, two touchdowns. And you're like, ah, oh, how'd the Vikings lose that game? But they're going to end up losing the game. So I got the Cowboys. <laughs> I still have yet to come up with a better saying than Kirk C- nobody Kirk Cousins like Kirk Cousins. So we're just going to roll with that for now. But it, that will still remain true Sunday night. So I got the Cowboys. On my sheet, I have the Vikings circled, but I, the Cowboys are good, and I completely forgot about Kirk Cousins in prime time. Even though he was on our not top ten, he was on our not top ten quarterback list, but I still forgot that it was yeah. it was a prime time game. <laughs> you um, made a whole big deal about it earlier. This I season. know, I know, and I think I'm going to change my pick here to the Cowboys. Oh, that's um, that's so unfortunate, Trevor. You have to stick with your stick with your gut. No, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna switch to the Cowboys here. I think the Cowboys are looking really good. Um, as much as I hate to say it, I think the Cowboys have a chance to compete uh, for the NFC. Um, so uh, we'll see how that game goes. Yeah. But I wait, think that the did, Cowboys didn't are all three of you when we were picking our division winners pick the football team to win the division? 
Mm-hmm. I did. I know that much. I think I'll, I, I think, think all I three of you did. I don't know about Brandon. Yeah, oh, I sure did. did. <laughs> I also oh, picked the Vikings one in my back playoffs. <laughs> you didn't pick the Vikings to make the playoffs. That's right. All right. But, all right, so that is week eight of the NFL no, it's picks. Not. And now... You're forgetting a team. Is. Oh, my Here gosh. We go, <laughs> Here we the go. Best game of the week. Sorry. That was number one on my list, but I was like, I'm going to put that last. Um, but, so I'm going to go back to it. Um, the game of the week for the AFC North is the Steelers at the Browns. Um, we have Mr. Tony Romo and Jim Nance announcing, and I was looking at a stat. The Browns have had like 15 or 16 games announced by Jim Nance. They have won two over the past like 15 years. So, um, that's a scary stat. (laughs) Um, but we have Steelers at Browns, uh, Blaze, what are your thoughts here? Uh, you already know. Browns are winning at home. <laughs> Halloween. Big Ben. Big Ben is the Steelers quarterback. <laughs> the, the Browns are winning. You just had a stroke there, Blake. I felt like I just had a stroke. Yeah. He looks like he sounded. That sound was what Big Ben looks like in the pocket. <laughs> That's the sound he makes when he takes two steps and his face plants. Uh, Brandon, Brandon, what are your thoughts for this game? I'm, I'm going to keep it short. I'm not going to act like I know all that much about this game. I don't even know. Is Baker playing? I don't know. Uh, is Case Keenum good? I don't know. So, no. Is Ben Roethlisberger washed? I do know that. That is a yes. <laughs> but I, I'm taking the Browns for the sole reason that they are at home. If this game was at Heinz Field, I would take Pittsburgh this weekend. But I'm going to let home field advantage be the deciding factor here. Brian, your thoughts? Yeah, yeah, Big Ben is straight out of the washing machine. He's fucking bleached and ready to go. He's so washed. Um, <laughs> you know, we have not been good on uh, analogies and Yikes. some sayings this, this episode. episode has been wild. <laughs> um, as much as I hate the Browns injuries and the fact that I don't really care what quarterback we have. I don't think either of them would be are going to be very good, um, whether it's Case Keenum or an injured Baker. Um, but I can't pick against the Browns when they're playing Big Ben Roethlisberger. Um, Even though he has a 25-2 and two record against us. Yeah, can't yeah, well, pick against a, the Browns against Big Ben. Well, 25-2-1. And one. I'm sorry, the one game where he threw five interceptions. Um, no, the but... no, the 25-2-1 is a tie. Not the it's, game yes. where he threw five interceptions. The, the, the tie was the game where he... The no, tie, the, pretty sure he, he threw five picks in the playoff game. He also threw five picks or four picks in the tie. I promise you. Okay, well... I, I, all right, cool. Okay. I will I will um, add, there, there's a chance that Big Ben... Can can rev it up rev this up weekend those and possibly hone in on some prime Big Ben. You're pushing Chelsea, it. You're though. pushing your nah, luck, Brandon. Nah, if anyone luck. if anyone revs it up, rev it is up Nick fryers. Chubb because Nick Chubb was practicing this week. He he has um he came back to practice and there's they're hopeful that he's gonna to play this weekend. And if Nick Chubb is playing, I I don't think that the Steelers are gonna beat us. Um, so I'm gonna pick the Browns as well for this one. Um, so that was a unanimous pick there as well. Um. But I'm sure we'll see some shakeup in the rankings because of the split college football picks, um, the split Titans-Colts. So uh, it'll be exciting to see what happens next week. Now to transition to 
wrap up our Halloween special episode with our this or that power rankings, but it is with Halloween candy. And Brian has decided to take charge of this. So Brian, take it away. All right. I have ranked my top 15 Halloween candies. I know this is going to be some baloney. Yeah, I, I will say, I was, I was telling this to Trevor and Blaze before you got on, Brandon. There are going to be some that are, no question, they're classics. You know, Most people would agree with them. I have a couple on here that are my personal favorites uh, that may or may not get a, a cold response. So we're going to start at the bottom. This is in order. Um, this or that. So I'll give you two. You tell me which one's higher or lower. And then I'll take the winner and then, you know, next up list and so on and so forth. So we're starting out at number 15 with the classic Skittles. Skittles are on the board. Yes, they're at 15. I know. <laughs> we're starting out great. 14. 14 is Milky Way. Milky Way oh, bar. Oh. So. This oh, or that? Milky Way's for... at fourteen. What? Okay, what the what the hell is the rest of your top fifteen? Listen, these You'll find bottom. out. Skittles okay, versus wait, wait, Milky wait, wait, Way. What kind of Skittles are we talking? Regular. About? No sour. I don't like the Wild sour. Berry. They hurt my mouth. Wildberry's good too. Wild. Okay. All right. Non-sour Skittles because I I would rank Skittles Wildberry. They're they're kind of similar. Okay. So non-sour though. I don't like the sour. But Milky Way's like the best candy bar. Is it? Oh. 14th, according to me. <laughs> we we have discretion as the three of us to move one of his other ones down if we don't think that it's that good. Blaze uh, is more torn no up you about don't. this decision. You gave me, you gave me full reign to make this list. You, you this gave is me the hardest rain. pick I've ever had to make in this show. <laughs> <laughs> Trevor, Skittles or Milky Way? Who you got? I'm going Milky Way. Milky Way. I, I like Milky Way too Brandon, much. Brandon, so. Skittles or Milky Way? I'm, I'm going to say Skittles just for the fact that Blaze now <laughs> has to make the decision. <laughs> Blaze. <laughs> Skittles or Milky Way? I'm going to give you it's a couple like seconds. <laughs> no. <laughs> I gotta go. I, we're going Skittles. All right. Skittles like jump off the out. list. Milky Way like is at 15. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Okay, this one might be pretty easy. Um, Skittles versus Dots. You have Dots above Milky Ways and Skittles? This have you eaten terrible. a Dot? Wait, wait, Brian, yeah. Brian, Brian yeah. have you eaten a Dot? It used to be my favorite candy as a kid. Have you been able to open your mouth after you eat a Dot? That yep. shit's like glue in there. Yeah. You don't chew them. You just suck on them until they're like almost falling apart you know what else you suck on until they're almost like that skittles which are the superior dot you have like three dot flavors you have yellow green and the only good one is red (laughs) there's two reds but okay uh there's a light red and dark red blaze all right skittles or dots it's an easy choice then skittles 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 move up okay skittles dots i too love dots but i would take okay Skittles versus the <laughs> the caramel apple suckers. <laughs> oh, caramel apple pops? Yeah, those are good. Ooh. Those are actually decent. I saw those at the store today and I almost bought mm-hmm. some. Yeah, they're on there. They're good. They're they're like one of the best Halloween candy. I feel like that's a very Halloween candy. Yeah, you yeah. don't see those a lot of times. It time reminds other me of Halloween getting them in season. like elementary school. Yeah, yeah. You got them at school, I, you got I, them trick-or-treating. I'm taking oh, no, caramel they apple Skittles. For, for Kevin Rupert. Caramel apple suckers. Oh, that's right. Kevin used to eat those all the time. All right, we've got one vote for caramel apple. This is to eliminate Skittles. 
I'm going on Skittles just on the basis that it's easier to eat. There's a variety of flavors. I love caramel apple pops. You eat like two of them. <laughs> You're that's like a full time job. <laughs> I gotta get all that caramel off. It also sticks in your teeth like dots do. It's okay, kind of a, you all can't right, really all right. like Trevor, you're them. The deciding. I. I am not a big fan of the caramel apple pops. Okay, so, so I am going to go Skittles. All right, Skittles continue their I'm climb. Not say anything other than my pick, just to give Blaze more time for this <laughs> yeah. in-depth analysis. All right, all it right. Is amazing. We've got we've got Skittles versus Crunch. Oh, Skittles! The fuck is Crunch? Crunch party? <laughs> crunch oh. bar? <laughs> I was so it's called crunch it's, okay yeah i get that oh what's the commercial the crunch commercial or i don't um, know i haven't seen a crunch commercial oh, for seven how, how years crunch. <laughs> yeah that's why uh yeah love nestle crunch crunch <laughs> crunch is a very good chocolate bar it is and that's they, why made, they, they put extra crispies in there now Ooh. they changed the recipe extra mm. crispies you didn't even know what it was two seconds ago. <laughs> oh, I, when he first said crunch, the, I didn't realize. Now you know the I recipe? Love crunch. All right, all right, all right. Skittles or crunch? <laughs> okay, I got them in my pocket on yep. Halloween. Yep. Crunch bar is melting. I got to put that back in like the freezer. Why are you That's carrying your candy to... in your pocket on Halloween? <laughs> pocket candy. Easy, easy access. <laughs> Skittles. Bag. They might get a little melty, get that little colors on your fingers. I I would still take a, if you had a Skittle and Crunch right in front of me. (laughs) Crunch is a, it depends if I'm in a chocolate or fruity mood. It does, it really does. But what mood are you in right now? Uh, Right now. (laughs) Should we, should we just say fruity? Trevor and Brandon, you can just go. I bought this today at the, at at the store. It's all fruity. It's, I like sour too. I'm going Skittles. All right, I love Skittles. Bar, so, but I think what, what, what was your pick, Brandon? <laughs> I said Skittles like five minutes ago. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Skittles is moving on. All right. I would pr- I would say Skittles as well, just okay. so we have it on record. Uh, Skittles versus Jolly Ranchers. <laughs> oh, see, that's that's a good debate. That's a, we're talking about OG plastic wrap Jolly Rancher, not Jolly Rancher. Yep, yep, yep. Not the Jolly hard Rancher candy. Bites. The hard candy. The classic flavors too. No, no sour. No, no weird ass flavors. The classic blue so is Jolly the best. Ranchers. By the way. I'll, I'll let you guys go first. I would say Jolly Ranchers. I would say Skittles, unless we're exclusively talking about blue raspberry Jolly Ranchers. Then oh, that, you got, in a tier you got to get a whole pack of Jolly Ranchers. It's all the Jolly Ranchers. Blue raspberry Jolly all Ranchers. Right, then blue is the best flavor okay. of anything in my. Whoa, 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 whoa! I didn't vote yet. I didn't vote yet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay. just saying, Blue Jolly Ranchers, God's gift to this earth. Green Apple Jolly Ranchers, amazing. Even even Cherry. I don't really like Cherry that much, but Cherry Jolly Ranchers are one of the best cherry flavors of something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Watermelon, beautiful it's too. It's very good. Great flavors. Going back to the dots argument. <laughs> you ever try and bite a Jolly Rancher? It no, feels you're like you're not your supposed teeth are to bite them. I like biting things. I'm impatient. I want more. <laughs> You suck them down, they get that like tiny little bit. Also, when you suck them down, it gets like sharp. It kind of hurts your tongue a little bit at some point. Skills yeah, but, never do but that. But when you get a whole bag of Jolly Ranchers, right, that's lasting you like a good two weeks at least. It is a bag of Skittles, that's weeks. a one day kind of deal. 
Yeah, Jolly Ranchers are going to laugh. They're going to you're going to have them for a while. That's I think I'm going Jolly Ranchers. Okay. Skittles wow. officially Skittles. out at 11. Even though Skittles have a better mouthfeel. Jolly Ranchers. Okay. Jolly Ranchers versus Twizzlers. Jolly Ranchers. Jolly this Ranchers. Is, this is easy. Right, that's that an a easy quick one. one. <laughs> Wait, Brandon, what are your thoughts? He agrees with Jolly agree. Ranchers. Yeah, okay. Jolly Rancher versus Kit Kat. Kit Kat. Oh, Chalky Mood. Kit Kat. Kit Kat. Especially if it's the orange exclusive Halloween oh. one. Oh, oh, that's a good red. Oh. You, you got me. Kit Kat. Kit Kat. Brandon right. and I used to go on hunts for those at Walmart. Okay. All right. so good. In college. Okay. We love the orange We're Kit into Kats. the top eight now. Ooh. Oh, it's, we're not even halfway there. <laughs> Kit Kat versus M&M's. Regular M&M's. Kit Kat. Onward and upward. Regular M&M's? Regular. Not, not peanut butter or peanut, right? Just peanut, normal M&M's? Peanut are coming up. Oh. oh okay. Right there. okay. They're, right, on there. They're on there. They're on there by themselves. Yeah. Kit Kat. Okay. Okay. We've come to some shenanigans here. Uh, this this is a this is a personal uh, spot in my heart. So it's Kit Kat versus uh, candy orange slices. <laughs> Are you an eighty year old geriatric? This, that's what I would get. I would always have them when I went to my grandparents' house, and they're really good. They're disgusting. Okay. But number eight on a list of candies? no, actually, actually, they're number six. <laughs> In what universe? Bye. You three of them? I am decommissioned for the day. Okay, all right. I feel well, like my entire body is fighting back for me. We've got get that Kit little, Kats like, above the... Okay. You get that powder on your fingers. They're good. I like orange. I can't eat a whole bag of them. Oh, I actually... I actually the, orange is there, but it's all of the fruit. <laughs> it doesn't matter. They're all dumb. <laughs> no, they don't really get a good mouthfeel either. Okay, all right. Well, they're number Kit, seven. I would all agree right. with Kit, Kit Kats Kit if Kit anyone cares. Kit Kat. If anybody cares, I agree with Kit Okay, Kats. all right. <laughs> Kit Kat versus Snickers. Ooh, Snickers Kit is Kat. a very good candy bar. I like Kit Kat better too, but Blaze can trump wow. us both if he really wants to. It's a it's a three o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> you already had that lunch digested a little bit. This is a football you're podcast. Through, you're like, I'm a little hungry. But it's not quite dinner yet. I don't really want to ruin my appetite for dinner yet. But I just need I need something to get by. You get that caramel. You get that peanut in there. You get that nougat. Nougat. You get that chocolate around. Boom. Boom. You're not you when you're hungry. You eat a Snickers. You're back to being you. Snickers all the way. I eat. When I was walking to class in college, I would eat Snickers as like a lunch sometimes. Just because it's filling like a lunch. It's got protein. Nougat. We're now sponsored by Snickers for those listening at home. Snickers. You're not you when you're hungry. Um, Blaze, you are allowed. To, we both said Kit Kat, but you are allowed to use a trump card if you, you want. You only get one. You get one trump. But card. I'm not telling what you what number at the top. are we on. Uh, we have one, two. We have four more that you haven't heard yet. So this would be going against four more. This would be for number six. Whatever you pick moves into the top five. If you want to use a trump card, otherwise it's Kit Kat. So I know peanut M and M's are on there later. <laughs> 
But I know Trevor loves peanut butter or peanut M and M's too, and I know Brandon does. Trump card. Okay, Snickers. <laughs> Snickers. Okay. Uh, that means Kit Kat is number six. So now we have Snickers versus peanut M&M's. <laughs> peanut M&M's. Peanut M&M's. Peanut M&M's. I can eat a whole eight-pound bag of um, Peanut M&M's versus uh, Twix. Peanut M&M's. Twix. Mm. My, my one-two are Twix and Kit Kat, by the way. I do love Twix. Twix is very good. But a peanut M&M is unstoppable. That one's tough. Because I do love Twix, but like, have you eaten three pound bags of peanut M and M's? Is that the number one item on your shopping list when you go on vacation? It is. We went to Fort Lauderdale, and I think we bought three bags of them. We went through Um, more than three bags, like four or five. And can I just say, when you put peanut M and M's on a paper plastic styrofoam plate, unmatched, unmatched. It enhances. You know the what? Flavor. I switch. I switch. Blaze convinced me. This <laughs> monologue got me. I mean, I was probably going to say peanut M and M's. So right. Twix is fourth. All right, peanut M and M's versus Reese's peanut butter cups. Mm. Normal, not the minis, regular not the pumpkins, regular. not the trees. Regular, just, just the, the regular. regular, like the ones you would get in your bag for Halloween. Like the you know the the regular. They are cups. very good. You take out that orange wrapping. You yeah. pull out that nice little cup right there. Yeah. It's like that. It's presented to you right there. You got those ridges on there. Uh. You peel back, sticks to the ridges. You ruin it. <laughs> you get that little that's stuck at the very the center of the bottom right there. Just that center. Has anyone ever that's unwrapped one of the a worst clean things. Reese's before? No, it's impossible. <laughs> They're always just and you hold it. You got a three second timer before that thing starts melting in your fingers. Also. No, that's pretty much it. That's pretty. It makes me mad when I unwrap it. Have you ever unwrapped it and you've had two wrappers on the bottom of it? No. Oh, yeah. That's a hate crime. That's a hate crime. You think you have <laughs> it and you put it in your mouth and then there's another wrapper there and you're like, if oh, I bite, no. I'm expecting my chocolate peanut butter goodness in there. I bite. That's a weird mouth feel. Boom! It's that stupid wrapper. They would do much better without it. Also, side note. Reese's Puffs is uh, unmatched cereal. Oh, we can do it. We'll do a cereal one next. <laughs> I like oh, this. God. Is fun. So, so, I, got, I got some so blaze. What cereals. was your What was your pick, Blaze? <laughs> I don't peanut peanut M Ms. Peanut, peanut M Ms. Yeah. Brandon, what is your pick? Just insert that Billy Madison nowhere in that babbling, incoherent rant. Did you ever make a remote ounce of sense? <laughs> I, I I pick Reese's. Ooh. I pick Reese's as well. Oh, that's uh, I actually wrote Reese's as number three because I thought you guys were going to go peanut All right. So Reese's and the number one, Sour Patch Watermelons. That's your number one candy? That's my number one candy. It's a very good number one candy. Reese's. Reese's. It doesn't matter what Blaze says. I, like, so I take back everything I said about the orange slices <laughs> and just that one flavor. I could infinitely eat those Sour Patch Watermelons. <laughs> yeah. I honestly Look prefer water, Sour Patch Watermelons over regular Sour Patch sometimes. Oh, except yeah, yeah, the yeah. Blue Sour Patch. Oh, except the Blue Sour Patch, which is top tier, S doubled S tier, got tier. Okay. But Sour Patch Watermelons, you get that little, little at the bottom. 
the little the little the pile of sugar at the bottom. Little, little sugar good powder down there. The sour dust. Oh, oh. amazing. Well, it's Reese's. Sour, sour Patch Watermelon. So Reese's, yeah, well, Reese, uh, Reese's are the number one. Can, I will here uh, before I will read the whole list uh, in a second, but I will I will give you a couple that I left off the list that I thought about. Uh, Swedish Fish, Three Musketeers, Dum mm-hmm. Dums, Laffy Taffy, Butterfinger, Hershey's regular chocolate bar, uh, Starburst, Sweet Tarts, and Nerds. I'm a big Butterfingers fan. I probably would have put Butterfingers in my top I fifteen. I, I don't really Hershey know. Kisses. Yeah, Hershey Kisses are fine. Okay, nah, so. Hershey Kisses is a Christmas candy. The final or a, list. Uh, birthday breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> the final the final list. We've got Reese's, Sour Patch Watermelons, Peanut M Ms, Twix, Snickers, Kit Kat, Candy Orange Slices, M Ms, Jolly Rancher, Twizzlers, Skittles, Crunch, Caramel Apple Dots, Milky Way. Milky Way should be much higher than 15. Milky Way should be very much higher. <laughs> yeah, Milky Way got robbed. Okay. No. Uh, incorrect. Uh, all right. Well, this is this was a lot of fun for me. Uh, yes. Thank you, here. Brian, for that. It's it's always fun because, you know, you have some say in it with what how you make the original rankings. But I have no say after that. But you have no say after that. But it doesn't matter because if you pit freaking Milky Ways and Skittles against each other in the first round, it pisses us off. Yes. I didn't think I would this, get that passion. This, this list started out so great. <laughs> The first two were bangers. You gave Blaze yeah. an aneurysm first round. <laughs> no, that was Big Ben. Um, yeah, Big Ben gave him the aneurysm. That's right. But awesome. So that is our this or that power rankings for Halloween candy. And that wraps up today's show. We know we went a little long, but we hope that you enjoyed it. Uh, we tried to have a little bit of fun. Um, so like, subscribe, comment down below. Tell us how we're doing. Uh, we're halfway through the season. So... Um, about halfway through the season, maybe a week or two under. Um, but we hope you've enjoyed it, and we hope to see you guys back next week. So, see you guys. <laughs> oh, hello, everybody. I hope you're all having a happy Halloween. <laughs> I'm just at home, terrorizing all the children on Fortnite. You know who it is. Yours truly, Benny. You can't the scares when you got nightmares. You face my squad, you'll leave in tears. Aha. Oh, hee hee. Ha ha. A penny pumpkin head and scummy All got golden scars, let's party Ah, oh no Wee wee, hell yeah Spooky moons, goblins, ghouls Hunting witches with crossbows Trick-or-treating, ring your doorbell Give me your loot or I will be out Pick a bunch of building crops With rocket launcher pumpkin